When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think about your all-time favorite TV show. Whether it ran for just a few seasons or upwards of a dozen, there was a certain dread when you knew it was coming to an end. Your favorite show may be one that's less popular where you feel like you're the only one watching, or it's one that's loved by millions. But when it comes to the finale of said show, there's still a sense of loss and emptiness that follows. The series finale of any TV series always feels like a major event. But what if there was a show so big that its finale became one of the biggest events in television history? I'm Jamie Logie, and this is Everything 80s, a podcast that looks back on a decade that forever changed the way we dressed, consumed, and connected. And today, I take you back to February 1983 and a TV event that captured the attention of most of North America. This is the story of the MASH finale. I have a very faint but distinctive memory of the night when MASH wrapped up. My dad was a huge MASH fan, and even though this show was over my head, the theme song was instantly recognizable, and it had helicopters, so that was cool. But on the night of the finale, I knew something big was going on. People had come over to watch it, and it felt like an event. And this is the very essence of the MASH finale. This story is about more than just a TV show, but about a collective viewing experience during an age when primetime TV in our living rooms was the focal point of our entertainment. This was a unique time in TV viewership and ratings, which have not been seen since. It was a watershed moment in the history of television. But let's set the stage and get caught up with what the finale of MASH was all about. MASH is an American television comedy and drama or dramedy series that first debuted on September 17, 1972. Canadians will know this is exactly in the middle of the famous summit series between Canada and the Soviet Union in hockey. Based on a movie of the same name, MASH is set in South Korea during the Korean War and follows a medical staff. MASH stands for Mobile Army Surgical Hospital. Two of the main characters include Captain Benjamin Franklin Pierce, or Hawkeye, played by Alan Alda, and Captain John McIntyre, or Trapper, played by Wayne Rogers. The two of them are talented physicians, but their antics always outrage their superiors, including Major Margaret Hotlips Houlihan, played by Loretta Swit, and Major Frank Burns. Over the course of the series, characters would come and go, while the series itself also evolved. MASH was unique in that it's a comedy and a drama. It featured a laugh track, but often wove together several plot lines. The series touched on some major issues regarding war and was unique in that it aired during the Vietnam War. It was able to joke about some pretty intense subjects. 
MASH examined the power of friendship and community, but also explored mental health, which really wasn't a common thing at the time. Technically speaking, MASH was also unique as it was filmed and directed much differently than other sitcoms. When it first debuted, MASH didn't exactly come out hot and ranked 46 in its first season. It almost didn't get picked up for a second one. But word of mouth quickly spread, and by season two, it quickly became the fourth most watched show. Except for season four, MASH always finished in the top 10, and often the top five most watched shows. It averaged around a 25 in the Nielsen rating, so up to a quarter of all televisions turned on were tuning in. Interestingly, MASH never hit number one in the ratings, but it was a massive critical success winning 14 Emmys and even a Peabody Award. As the 80s rolled around, a military-based show didn't resonate anymore in a post-Vietnam era. The 80s are the decade of money and power, and popular shows like Dallas and Dynasty reflected this change. Network sitcoms weren't yet a big priority in the early part of the decade. It was all about the dramas. Despite still having good ratings in the early 80s, MASH was reaching the end of its run. Like many other long-running TV series, it became tougher and tougher to find fresh new ideas. It was time for the finale. The two-and-a-half-hour final episode of MASH is set to air on Monday, February 28, 1983 on CBS. Entitled Goodbye, Farewell, and Amen, here's a quick synopsis of the finale. The episode takes place during the final days of the Korean War as the MASH unit prepares to shut down and the doctors and nurses prepare to go home. We find out things are pretty tough for Hawkeye. He's been admitted to a psychiatric hospital and has suffered a nervous breakdown. The character of Winchester finally finds people who share his love of classical music, while at the same time, the reverend of the group has been permanently deafened by a mortar attack. Meanwhile, the rest of the MASH unit is busy wrapping up their work and saying goodbye to one another. There are several subplots throughout the episode that focus on the individual characters and their final days in Korea. We find out that Klinger, played by Jamie Farr, is actually going to stay behind in Korea because he's about to get married. Back at the main camp, chaos ensues as the camp is overrun with people. The camp then is relocated due to a forest fire, and the ceasefire is announced ending the war. The personnel have a final party before parting ways with Klinger Sting in Korea to get married. Throughout the episode, we get several touching moments as the characters say their goodbyes and express their gratitude to one another. We also get a half-million-dollar kiss, which I'll explain more about in a moment. As the episode comes to a close, the characters share memories of their time together, with each departing in a different way. The final scene, one of the most iconic in TV history, shows BJ and Hawkeye saying their goodbyes as Hawkeye leaves by helicopter. As he lifts off the ground, he sees the word goodbye written out in white stones below. Hawkeye smiles as the helicopter pulls away, signifying both the end of the war and the MASH TV show itself. So that's what happens in the finale episode, but let's look at the lead up to this monumental TV event. 
This show was such a beloved hit and had so many different storylines that the creators needed to do it justice, and that meant a finale that was longer than most movies. This also meant bringing in a lot of writers. The finale of MASH featured more writers than any other episode. Too many cooks can sometimes spoil the broth, but all the writers were able to work together to perfectly wrap up the series and storylines. The anticipation for the final was off the charts. Again, you have to put yourself back into the context of 1980s TV. When it came to home entertainment and before the VCR became more commonplace, we just had those few networks to watch. CBS made sure that everyone was aware the finale was coming. It was hard not to know about it. Hundreds of journalists and photographers from around the world waited by the filming locations hoping to catch a glimpse. MASH was actually partly filmed in Malibu State Park and Stage 9 at Fox Studios in Century City. And with all this attention, the advertisers started to get on board. Every company wanted to be a part of this major event. Because of the demand, CBS was able to drive up advertising prices and charged a pretty astonishing $450,000 for a single 30-second commercial block. When adjusted for inflation, that's about $1.3 million. That's a higher rate than was charged for that year's Super Bowl. In the finale, Hawkeye and Hulahan share a kiss that goes on for just over 30 seconds. Safe to say, many advertisers were livid that this 30-second-long segment wasn't used for an ad. It's been called the most expensive kiss in TV history. The buzz was everywhere, and it seemed as if everyone was going to tune in. But on Monday, February 28, 1983, the big night finally came. The next day, the finale was the epitome of water cooler talk and seemed really well received. But with no social media or ways to instantly assess numbers, no one was sure how many people actually watched. How did it do in the ratings? Well, those numbers were about to come in. Numbers that no one in their wildest dreams would ever think were possible. Everything 80s will return after these messages. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When those numbers finally came in, they didn't seem realistic. The MASH finale was the most watched show ever. 105.9 million people tuned in for the last episode of MASH. CBS was realistically expecting tens of millions of viewers, but this wasn't comprehensible. And this was the average. The number peaked at over 121.6 million during the final six minutes. More than 15 million extra people tuned in just to catch the ending. An article from the New York Times from March 3rd, 1983, says this number may have been closer to 125 million. 
That's nearly the entire population of Japan today tuning in to watch a TV show. The Nielsen ratings revealed that the finale got a 60.2 rating and a 77 share. Numbers like that shouldn't even exist on TV. That 77 share represents the percentage of homes with a TV that were tuned in that night. Three out of every four TVs that were turned on that evening were watching. This is from a Nielsen's rating aspect of the viewing public, but what's possibly more astounding is if you consider that the U.S. population in 1983 was around 234 million, more than half of the entire country watched the end of this episode. These were numbers beyond what anyone dared dream of. Advertisers who paid what seemed like an exorbitant cost for a 30-second commercial spot ended up getting one of the advertising steals of the decade, and possibly ever. So many people were watching the finale of MASH that most streets were deserted. It was like a Super Bowl. The only people making money that night were pizza delivery people. But this was even bigger than that year's Super Bowl by more than 25 million viewers. According to CBS, so many people were watching the finale that it had a significant effect on water pressure in various cities. In New York, after the show ended, so many people went to the bathroom all at once that the subsequent pressure drop from all the toilets flushing caused a surge in the tunnels that bring water in from the Catskills to New York City. This almost completely overwhelmed the sewers of New York. The city's Department of Environmental Protection told the Associated Press that, quote, flow rates went up by 320 million gallons. There was never a jump like this before, unquote. But what about in other countries? Here in Canada, it was the exact same story. The finale of MASH was the most popular television show in Canadian history. According to the CBC, an astonishing 9 million Canadians tuned in. That's more than watched the 2022 Super Bowl. And this number peaked at 10.5 million. In 1983, that's 41% of the entire country. Not the viewing public, the entire public. Interestingly, it almost had the exact same share as the US with a 76% audience share of viewers. The most watched programs in Canadian history all come from the 2010 Winter Olympics in Vancouver, including the gold medal hockey final, where upwards of 80% of the country tuned in to watch Canada play the U.S. I can't remember exactly how that one turned out. But besides the Winter Olympics and some Super Bowls, the MASH finale remains to this day one of the highest rated TV shows in Canadian television history. So, exactly how big were these ratings from 1983? Well, we need to put this into context to compare the finale of MASH up against some all-time big series endings. Here are some of the highest-rated TV finales ever, with most being shows that started in the 80s. Cheers is the other big benchmark, as its finale attracted around 84.4 million viewers. Not far behind is the Fugitive finale from back in 1967, which drew around 78 million viewers. 
Also not far behind that is the Seinfeld finale. That drew around 76.3 million. The Cosby Show finale, 44.4 million. Friends, various figures stayed anywhere from 52.5 up to nearly 66 million people tuned in. Dallas, a cornerstone show of the 80s, 33.3 million. We'll get back to Dallas in just a moment. Magnum P.I., a surprising 50.7 million viewers. People just wanted one last glimpse of that mustache. And one of my favorite series finales ever, Family Ties drew in 36.3 million viewers. And how did the MASH finale stack up against the previous highest rated TV show ever, also from the 80s, that being the famous Who Shot JR episode of Dallas from November 21st, 1980. 88 million people tuned in to watch that episode to find out who tried to kill the character of J.R. Ewing. It received an astronomical, at the time, 53.3 rating and a 76 share. Incredible numbers, but given the fact Dallas was only an hour long, these numbers didn't even come close the finale of MASH. And we also need to put this into a modern context and compare the MASH finale to one of the most popular finales of our current time, Game of Thrones. The TV landscape today is, of course, drastically different, but the final Game of Thrones episode was still a pretty big ratings hit. But pretty big today means around 16.5 million viewers. With subsequent later viewings, replays, and DVR recordings, Game of Thrones gets up to around maybe the 19 million viewer mark. That's less than an average episode of MASH. The MASH finale was a true all-encompassing North American TV event. But did it make an impact anywhere else? Well, in the UK, MASH aired on BBC Two, but the finale didn't hit the top 30 most-watched shows ever. But one American show from the 80s does, the Who Shot JR episode of Dallas. It comes in at number 18 in the all-time most-watched TV shows in UK history. Interestingly, the four most-watched UK programs of all time, according to the Broadcasters Audience Research Board, all come from the 80s. The top two are episodes of EastEnders, including the number one spot, which was the Christmas episode from 1986 when Den serves Angie with divorce papers. So whether you grew up in the 80s and actually watched the MASH finale, or you're younger and don't know about this, you may be asking the question, why was this finale so impactful? And why is it one of the biggest TV events in history? I think it's because the show had been so established for a decade. At this point in the 80s, the other big-time shows that would define the decade were just a few years in, or hadn't debuted yet. Dallas made a definite impact, but was only four years into what ended up being a long run. Dynasty was also just a few years in. Cheers only first debuted in 1982 and didn't come anywhere near to drawing the audience it eventually would. Cheers actually finished last in the ratings in its first season and was almost cancelled. The A-Team and Family Ties were barely a year old, and The Cosby Show wasn't even out yet. In 1983, 
MASH really was the most established hit on TV. Even if people hadn't watched it for a while, it was still a significant presence on their TV sets. Those who stepped away all came back to see it wrap up. And I think MASH and the finale connected so deeply because it explored some deep emotional themes. This show and these characters had already been resonating with audiences for more than a decade. And as I said in the intro, there's often a feeling of dread when those characters we've spent so much time with go away. We get emotionally invested in the lives of the characters of our favorite shows. And even though we know they're fictional, they become part of us. What made the MASH finale so impactful is how effectively it wrapped up all these story threads. But it goes deeper than that. MASH explored themes of war, trauma, and friendship, and a lot of people resonated with this. It gave thoughtful exploration of these incredibly deep and important topics. Over the 11 seasons, the show covered the full spectrum of human emotions, and the finale brought it all to a head. Every TV finale has that cleaning out your locker on the last day of school feeling, but the MASH finale was even more emotional. You can see it on the faces of the actors, and we as the viewers felt it. There was a real ensemble dynamic and bond with this cast, and those tears we saw were real. So many people connected with these characters, and by the end, it was hard to tell if they were watching the characters or the genuine sadness of the actors. The goodbyes happening on the show were as much a goodbye to the audience who had been inviting the show into their homes for more than a decade. The goodbye written out in rocks really was a goodbye from the show to the world. It nailed the finale in the way that most series can only ever dream to. Think of how many series finales have had such disappointing endings. MASH created a near-perfect finale and set the standard which so many series have fallen short of. MASH showed all of their programs why a meaningful series finale is so important. Up to then, a lot of shows just ended. MASH took it to a whole new level. I can't overemphasize how remarkable that night back in 1983 really was. The viewership was just staggering. MASH held the title of the most watched program in US television history for an incredible 27 years. It was finally dethroned by, not surprisingly, a Super Bowl. It was Super Bowl 44 in 2010 when the Saints beat the Colts. But even this is skewed a little. Around 83 million homes owned TVs in 1983 compared to the nearly 115 million in 2010. Today, Super Bowl viewing numbers may be higher, but they represent a smaller percentage of the viewing public compared to MASH. The MASH finale remains, hands down, the most watched scripted show in North American history. According to Nielsen, it's still 13th on the list of most watched American shows ever. The only things ahead of it are 10 Super Bowls, Richard Nixon's resignation speech, and the Apollo 11 moon landing. The MASH finale is about so much more than just a show about the Korean War. It's about a unique time in media and a time period when we all shared a collective viewing experience. We only had a few networks, so we all watched together. 
Today, streaming and on-demand viewing have taken away that collective viewing experience. These advancements are amazingly convenient, but with that binge model of viewing, that community watching aspect is long gone. There is still a ton of discourse around major shows, but you watch it on your own time and do everything possible to avoid spoilers. 1983 was an interesting time in media. Cable television was growing, but the VCR wasn't commonplace in most homes yet. My family certainly didn't have a VCR in 1983, and according to the Washington Post, even in 1985, only 14% of homes owned one. Back in those days, you only had one shot to watch something. There was no DVRing it or catching up on it later. If you missed it, you missed it. At best, your only hope was if the network reran it. But if you weren't able to be home, it was the same issue all over again. Moments like this were true appointment viewing, and you cleared everything in your schedule to make sure you didn't miss it. It's been 40 years, and no other non-Super Bowl TV show has even come close touching the finale of M.A.S.H. If you take the ratings for the series finales of Mad Men, Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, The Sopranos, Modern Family, The Office, and The Big Bang Theory combined, it's still 25 million fewer viewers than the average of the M.A.S.H. finale. If you take the peak from that night in 1983, it's a difference of over 40 million viewers. Because of how different our media consumption is now, it's safe to say that this record will probably stand for as long as TV continues to exist. Honestly, it will never be broken. Back in the 1980s, primetime TV was an event. And in 1983, there was no bigger event than the MASH finale. In the 80s, we had so many of these great television moments that we shared with our friends and family in our living rooms. And it was the same case in houses all across the country as we gathered around these big square boxes. These TV events are significant because even though we were all apart, we all shared them at the same time. Besides sports, that really doesn't happen anymore, at least not on this level. These days, besides live sports, I can't think of a single show I watch in real time. I just catch up on them later. And honestly, there are very few network shows I even watch anymore. This just seems to be the case across the board. No matter what country you're from, we all have these unique television moments that bring everyone together. In the 80s, in a time of limited at-home entertainment, and with just a few networks, these moments were even more significant. So that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. And if you're listening to the show the day it's released, it's almost exactly 40 years to the day when the MASH finale aired. It's off by just a week. And if you like what you heard, there's plenty more where that came from. So do yourself a favor and dive back into my earlier episodes. There are a ton of great topics to keep you going. And if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to this on so you always know when I release a new show. And if you're interested in some bonus audio content, like the Everything 80s Movie Review Podcast, you can consider becoming a part of Patreon.com. I recently released a brand new movie review, 1985's 
Iwi's Big Adventure. So if you're on Patreon, make sure to check your feed. And if you're interested in learning more and checking out a bunch of movie reviews, just head over to patreon.com slash 80s. So that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash 80s, or you can click on the link in the description. So that's it for me. I'm Jamie. This has been Everything 80s, but I'll be back soon with a new episode. Don't you dare miss it. Hold up. 